0: If only we, if could, we, fly. we could fly, <laughs> the style. John Otto, take us to the Matthews Bridge. Can you feel it? A digit generation.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski, with me, as always, the indigo angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original roach rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ah! We've arrived. We've arrived, ladies and gentlemen, years in the making, the album that people would always ask us about, when you doing chocolate starfish today
2: all right partner <laughs>
1: oh man man are you just gonna recite the whole album to us <laughs>
2: <laughs> get your groove on Ooh, all right that's right We if, are listen- <laughs> if i were to ever have a soundboard this should be the episode <laughs> this
1: is the one <laughs> i don't have a soundboard oh uh, chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water by limp biscuit is the album of the week we are gonna talk all about it if you love lb If you love Wes, if you love Fred, if you love DJ Lethal, if you love Sam Rivers, if you love John Otto, this is your app. We're
2: about to take you to the Matthews Bridge. That's right. Before we get to that, (laughs) before (laughs) we talk about-
3: I actually forgot we had to do this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Before we get to that, we have to talk about something that is happening this Sunday after this episode goes up. Roach Coach Live. Roach Coach Live. We're live Live at Snow Day, 2019, January 20th, Sunday at noon at Go Comedy in Ferndale, Michigan. We'll be talking about Taproot, their album Welcome. We'd love to see you there. We'll be doing a new metal brunch.
2: Jenny, Mamos. Probably. Matt. Uh, some form of quiche and or eggs benny. There we go.
1: Me, chocolate milk all day except after a game of basketball.
2: <laughs> except after a sweet, <laughs> sweet round of one-on-one. Yeah, not going to do it then. Um, could you chug some after a game of horse? I think you could sip some
1: after a game of horse. <laughs> I wouldn't chug it, or else it's going to be coming right back <laughs> well, out real fast. The
2: whole idea is that it's like sweltery hot. <laughs> could You're, you just imagine
1: getting like a hot, like a like hundred? Degree day, and someone handing you an ice cold thing of chocolate milk, <laughs> and saying, "I need you to
2: drink this right
1: fucking now."
2: Nothing is better after a marathon than chugging eggnog, oh, right? Right.
1: I mean, Jenny, you you just signed up for another marathon, correct? Half.
3: I should specify okay. half marathon.
1: Half marathon. So if Matt and I are waiting at the finish line with a chocolate milk, how mad will you be?
3: I think they might actually give people chocolate milk. Really?
1: Whoa. I Whoa.
3: think so. I is there
1: is there something we don't know?
3: Yes. <laughs> after people run a half marathon, they hell jump in a pool of milk and just writhe around.
1: <laughs> mm. Wow.
3: Um, I, I think they might. I think they might do that, though. Um, I could be wrong. I've never actually looked in one of the bags that you get after the race, right after the race, because I'm you, just like...
1: You're done.
3: ...fucking, like, why did I make this decision why do I continually make these decisions? I always think it's because I'm gonna get in great shape, but guys, I never fucking do. I just like complete this like physical feat and then I'm still like. You not just want to prove to yourself
2: that you can do it.
3: Yeah, but I I don't know. I'm always like, well, if I put it, if I sign up for this thing, then mm. I'll train for it. Mm. Do I? No.
1: I mean, a little peek behind the curtain before we started this app, we all had ourselves a nice pizza. With some chicken wings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we won't regale you with the story how we got that pizza. But if you <laughs> run into us in person, we will tell you this amazing story. It's incredible. Behold the tale.
3: <laughs> We're true heroes.
1: Uh, so, yes, we hope to see you uh, this Sunday at Snow Day. Noon, go comedy. Tickets on sale now. Go comedy.net. All proceeds go to charity. Guys, we got to talk about it. Who's tweeting? Who's tweeting? Who is? We did an episode all about Take a Bite Out of Rhyme, a rock tribute to rap. And we got some <laughs> feedback. We're <laughs> laughing because something fell down upstairs. Uh, Jenny, we got an email.
3: We sure did. This is from Andrew Wolf, And the subject line is Jenny Cracked Corn. And then the first line is, and I don't care. Self-titled is Bay." Take it easy, Andrew. (laughs) But real, real, real talk, guys. Podcast is killer. You guys stomp Goombas like Mario on Angel Dust. Love it. I'm addicted. uh, The Take a Bite Out of Rhyme episode of superb. Scruff McGruff is now my spirit animal. Is it acceptable to get tattoos of dogs with tattoos? Try it out. Uh, I now have on my bucket list to get my EP I'm writing into your podcast. I'm currently in the studio producing the first track, and it's actually going to be... Oh, it's going to be New Metal, of course, because what else in life actually matters? Check out the new audio dope by Dropout Kings. It's new metal as fuck. Also Point Oblivion by Dark Complex and twenty four hours slash forty eight hours EP split by charcoal tongue. Good shit. God bless. And keep it rolling, baby. Keep it
2: rolling, baby.
3: We will.
1: Thank you, Andrew. Uh over on Facebook. Scribble.
2: Aww, the Scribble. man the myth.
1: He dropped a comment. He dropped an album this year. He dropped an album this year. He's well, skinwalker. last year, but
2: yes. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, he's got another. Okay, a, a little re- little peek behind the curtain. Peek guys. behind the curtain.
1: We're still recording this in the year 2018, but it's coming out 2019. All right, let's just talk about this comment. It's amazing. I'm actually label mates with Saint Dog of Cottonmouth Kings. What? And in a group with Chucky from Cottonmouth Kings. I'm gonna definitely send this episode to him. Mm. Also, I love that Everlast has been on every compilation so far, <laughs> LMAO, love it, Whitey Ford all day. Also, Saint is on my new album, and I'm on his, so be on the lookout for that when it drops. Early 19, Zinger, SRH, Suburban Noise is putting it out, hashtag RoachCoachMindState, LOL. Love wow.
3: It. All right, Scribble, I have a question for you. Mm. Do you know someone named Brandon Michael Turner? If you do, let me know. He does a lot of art. I went to high school with him and I know that he hung out with those suburban noise dudes for a while. So if you do know this person, then you know the person that I gave my Jinkos to (laughs) because I had a crush on him. (laughs) And if you don't, seek him out. (laughs) He lives near you.
1: Yeah, probably. Uh,. Jenny we got one from Elric
3: that's right Elric I I got so caught up in Mm. this possible connection that I lost my mind Elric says I remember reading that MSI once opened for Biohazard and Cold Chamber in the late 90s and the crowd reception to them was about as well as you'd expect I personally think you're a bit too harsh on Dynamite Hack but I also have no good argument to what you said (laughs) I appreciate that respectful disagreement, Ulrich.
1: Thank you. Uh, Jeffrey Thomas said, uh, MSI actually replaced Cold Chamber supporting Insane Clown Posse in 1999. Cold Chamber would only play two shows. Then they were replaced. MSI finished the tour along with Biohazard. I was there for one of their first shows. No one knew what the fuck to think of MSI, and they caught their fair share of shit thrown at them. They passed out cassettes of Bring the Pain and Tight, and by the next Juggalo concert, everyone was an MSI fan. They were just a hard pill to swallow with zero warning. And then there was a bit of a back and forth between Elric and Jeffrey. And then Cameron Lamance rolled in and said, My buddy Chris was at that MSI ICP show. He tried to set his dick on fire. (laughs) That sounds exactly like and then he says, I'm pretty sure Cottonmouth Kings was touring with ICP during the time of this album. I remember seeing them multiple times around them. There was a controversy when Jay threw them off the tour for giving out backstage access for something uh, uh, or something for weed. I believe this story to be 100% true. Hmm.
3: We
1: got some weed. You want
2: to come backstage? You got it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Nick Fenton says, I want more of an explanation and simultaneously don't want to hear about it again. <laughs> Very interesting. And then um, there, Cameron left a, it looks like uh, an article from MTV at the time that explains more.
1: Yeah, and St. Posse drops Cottonmouth Kings from tour. So there you go. MTV.com archives. Got some gold in them hills. Matt Murphy said, pretty good episode. Especially <laughs> loved the dynamite <laughs> hack hate. They might not be dynamite, but they sure are hacks. Also liked hearing my email. Hashtag taproot. Incubate hashtag taproot incubus early biscuit. And uh, that is of course in reference to his recommendation of the band Steppa. Thank you again, Matt, for that rec.
3: All right. Uh what's next here?
1: Um next one, let's roll down to Jake Leach over here.
3: All right. Butt hut. Butt hut. <laughs> <laughs> there is one and only there is one and only Imaginary Rock butt podcast, and that is a motherfucking butt strut. Straight out of what does this say?
1: Breaking Benjiberg.
3: Ah, uh, yes. Also, 14 year old me totally saw Cottonmouth Kings P.O.D. Snoop Dogg and three eleven at Red, White, and Boom in Council Bluffs, Iowa. Kind of surprised. This is the first time Cottonmouth Kings have appeared on this show.
1: As am I. You know how <laughs> I yeah. feel about it's, them kings.
3: It has upset. <laughs> is upset my sweet
1: daughter she's like why aren't the kings on the show
2: more often dad (laughs) (laughs) and then she said puff puff fat smoke weed every day
3: (laughs) her first sentence
2: Uh, (laughs) oh my little girl
1: (laughs) (laughs) what a lineup cottonmouth kings pod snoop Dogg, and 311 lordy lordy
2: whoa that must have been a dank tour buff (laughs)
1: man Shane said, "I uh, he had, uh, was the one who had submitted uh, Insane in the Membrane to us, and he said it made him so proud that we talked about it on the show. He's disappointed it didn't get into the canon, but he adores this cast, and he's just happy to get a shout out. You are welcome.
3: All right. Someone's going to have to explain this next comment from Toomey to me.
1: Okay. So um, that's the Jerky Boys. That's a picture of the Jerky Boys. Oh,
3: that's what they look like.
1: <laughs> and they are calling you, Jenny. So basically, they're making a call to you. Okay. And they're saying, "This yes, is this Jennifer Bloomer?" Bam! They're basically pranking you.
3: Oh, yes. Is that what they do?
2: That's what the jerky yeah, boys that's do. The, the jerky Boys whole they thing. They
3: just say "bam."
2: Well, no, I mean that's, no. On that album, though, that was the track. Remember the last track on oh,
3: it? Oh, yes, bam! yes, yes. All right. Well, yep.
2: <laughs> this was <laughs> Thank worth you it. To me. This is the best part. <laughs> Everybody
1: who's tuning in just here is talk about Limp Bizkit, Enjoy this part. <laughs> uh daniel hedger said it will never cease to amaze me that icp were considered a rock band during the in the thick of it years i remember reading interviews with them in metal hammer their appearance here along with also not a rock band bloodhound gang sums up how confused this era was i love it and um
3: and then we heard from jeffrey thomas again there's a lot of icp cottonmouth king overlap talk so thank you very mm-hmm. much um Yes. So then Nick Fenton says, holy shit, the dynamite hat cover was bad, but I know about that one. The cover of Tricky by Bloodhound Gang is some of the worst stuff I've ever heard. (laughs) Yuck.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I do want to mention this. I won't read the whole comment, but Jeffrey Thomas brings up a band, an ICP, or I should say Juggalo new metal band called Zug Zug Island. Zug
3: Island, yes.
1: I listened to a little Zug Island because I thought, hey, what do we got here? And what we got here is not good. And... (laughs) I yeah I, I did not enjoy Zug Island, mm-hmm. um, yeah that's uh, what I'm gonna say about that. Over on Twitter, we were due to get one of these. Louise Mercado sent it over to us. It's from Loudwire. You have a hundred dollars to book the ultimate new metal tour. Here's what you got: for fifty bucks, you can get one of these Slipknot, Corn, System. For forty, you can get Deftones, Limp Bizkit, Disturbed. For 30, Mudvane, Papa Roach, POD, 20, Static X, Drowning Pool, Mushroom Head, and for 10, Alien Ant Farm, Crazy Town, and El Nino. Jenny, you got 100 bucks. All right. Book the tour.
3: So if I'm looking for the most fun time I'm going to have, I'd go Corn, Limp Biscuit, and then no one else. I don't care. Um, Just pocket that last time. I don't know. I might do, hmm, let's see. Uh, Yeah, just probably. I I I can't do this. It's too hard. I would show up late if I (laughs) did anything other than that. Uh, (laughs) I I would like to see Disturbed as well, but I'd need to know which Disturbed I was walking into, and it it would need to be Uh, first album. Yeah, first album, Disturbed. What year is this? What's the mood? What well, would you do, Lauren?
1: Uh, for me, I got to get the LB in there. So that's 40 down the drain right there. Um, probably, I'm going to be true to myself. I'd probably do Limp Bizkit, Deftones, and then that leaves me 20. I'd probably give it to Drowning Pool. So uh, yeah, Drowning Pool opens. Um, get your bodies out of the way. And then Deftones, Limp Biscuit.
2: Yeah, that's it. Matt Oz? So I got a hundo. I got to make this happen. Okay, here we go. I'm going to go. Oh, man, son of a bitch. This is hard. I want the headliner. See, I've seen System of a Town live, and they're not. They're not slipknot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh
3: Live.
2: I would want okay. So the, the other thing that they need to say about this is I agree. Eras, like if I could see, and I think I've I've done this before. I think I feel like we've done this before.
1: They give the, they they put these up every now and again. Yeah, they just change the money, and uh, you know they might throw a different band. Like there's like Static X is in here, and obviously. That's, like, not really a thing anymore. You have a
3: $123.45. <laughs>
1: you have 50 bucks in Jeffrey Bucks.
3: That's right. <laughs> to book on metal tour. You can get Deftones for 35 Britain pounds. hmm Alien Ant Farm for 1 to 5 euro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right. I'm going to do... This is going to be a weird tour, but I would like to see System of a Down. I would like to see P.O.D., And I'd like to see Static X.
1: Okay.
3: All right. All right. You have the budget to do that.
2: You do.
1: So there you have it. Those are our picks for the the ultimate new metal tour, era undefined.
3: (laughs) All right. Jax says, Ugh, ironic white guy rap covers are worse than ironic jazzy swing covers, and those are universally and completely terrible. (laughs) That's a hot take I can get behind. That's
1: right. Over... Over there on Twitter, Kelly K. Fresh Frazier. K. Fresh? Is Fred Durst voicemail to Taproot in the hashtag new metal junk drawer?
3: Hmm. Yes. Well, why don't we decide this at our live app when we talk about Taproot? Ooh! (gasps)
1: Ooh. So
3: Matt thinks yes.
1: (laughs) We have not said our answers yet because we will talk about it at our live show January 20th at noon.
3: See you Sunday. See you Sunday. See you Sunday
1: finally over on instagram jenny you want to take this one
3: sure c doubt in five says love the brutal honesty in this episode and the jokes oh and funky ken the sun Did rises somebody and... <laughs>
2: say of something
3: funky yes the sun rises and sets on the mobile phone plan that he hooked me up with i finally got rid of my flip phone thanks to the great funky ken
2: you're welcome baby
3: oh funky ken
1: funky ken he's
3: wearing all silk today
1: oh yeah he's very relaxed <laughs> he, i've he's... had a boner for three hours yeah
3: ken we can see it
1: we can see it it's uh very uncomfortable <laughs> but it's so comfortable oh god it's honestly nasty. i've been
2: i've been edging this <laughs> <laughs> god damn it ken that's ken. so fucked up it's so
1: fucked up <laughs> it's so disgusting Ken
2: just
3: no.
1: Ken- <laughs> now we're gonna get all. We're done now. All our comments will just be like either people who know what edging is, or they're gonna <laughs> want to know. Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> Come to the show on Come Sunday to, to find show. out what edging, <laughs> edging is. is.
1: <laughs> uh, they're gonna get given us that full ninety minutes now. <laughs> How was Roach Coach Live? Um, they just talked about edging.
2: <laughs> What's <laughs> they, edging? They, they, well, they been. edged the audience for ninety <laughs> <laughs> minutes.
3: Oh God. All right. All right. Okay. Okay. Thank All right.
1: you. Thank you. if you uh if you would like to be featured in Who's Tweeting, keep on saying hello on Facebook and Twitter and our Instagram. Uh send us an email, Roachcoach Podcast at gmail.com. The album of the week. Chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water by Limp Biscuit. Holy shit. Jenny, mm. when did this album come out?
3: This album came out on October seventeenth, two thousand.
1: Thick of it, woo! This might be the ultimate thick of it record. Just putting it out there right now.
2: You, you might, you have a strong argument here.
1: We're gonna get into this thing, but first we got to talk about Jenny' history with the starfish.
3: So, by the time this came out. I was definitely too cool for Limp mm. um,
1: This
3: At this point, I had fully gone into my I am a true punk phase, which, to reiterate, was not true. <laughs> <laughs> I just liked probably a little bit more obscure stuff than most of my peers but i was like into like newfound glory and stuff like that <laughs>
1: they're into blink 182 and you're like i'm listening to alkaline trio over here
3: that's exactly right <laughs> oh, okay that's 100 true yes i went to see them at like a desirable Discs. So they had like a signing mm. uh it was like very i thought i was very very cool i was way too cool for this but um I mean, I wound up hearing most, if not all, of this album. Um, I think I always, I always did like Roland, of course, because how could you not?
1: I mean, it's in your top five new metal songs of all time.
3: It's great. Yeah. Um, I just, I had too much of that, that teenage. I figured out that I was, like, cooler than every one of those, like, trashy, like, pieces of shit in Westland attitude. Uh, and I, I did myself a disservice, you know? Mm-hmm. I was too cool. Lauren? Let's hear about it. Oh,
1: man. So uh, this album came out my freshman year of college. Everyone in my entire dorm had this album. You could walk down the hallway and hear one, a song coming from any dorm room. It was everywhere. I uh, But I did not have a car or really any money, and but I knew I needed to get my own copy of this. And so I called my mother and said, please buy me the CD and mail it to me, which she did. So my mother bought this for me at like Best Buy and mailed <laughs> She's it to me. A fucking saint. <laughs> and um and uh, I remember when I got it, my roommate had his own copy and his came with like a bonus disc. And I was like, fucking what the fuck, bonus disc? And I remember calling my mom because I was a piece of shit. And I was like, was there like a you recall like a bonus disc or anything? My mother's was like, I went and picked up the CD you asked me to get. And I was like, you know what? Okay. This conversation's done. I, I, I'm <laughs> reading between the lines. Not really. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm sensing a tone. Um, so uh, yeah. So I, yeah, I had this record. We actually had an edited copy at our college radio station. So we were like, fuck yeah, we can play everything from this record. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I remember um, they had just built a brand new um, workout area. Uh, at the school that you could like run around they have track and all these things. And I was, I thought like, I'm an 18 year old, I'm in college. Now I'm going to like be a guy who like runs and stuff. Didn't last long. Um, but I remember being in there and it was the week that this came out and they had, Fred was on some radio station, maybe with the whole band. And they were just talking about like every song. And it was like being played over the entire auditorium. So all of us were all listening to Fred, like, down Chocolate Starfish. And I remember just thinking, this is once again, like I said, with Significant Other. Like, my feeling was, like, they were incredibly ubiquitous because everyone agreed they were good. Like, I was like, yeah. Like, we all listen to this band because they're great. And then, like, the record is... I mean, we'll get into the numbers that this record did. I was like, there was nothing to tell me this wasn't true. And, uh, yeah. And then I listened to it and I, I thought it was killer. And, uh, yeah. Matt and Oz.
2: Guys... It will come as no surprise to anybody who's listened that I did not own this record. That I also was at a point of my life of being like Limp gets lame. I like Radiohead and I like Kent and I like Mopey British Pop and that's what I'm into. But I always liked Roland. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought it was a good song. It's so dumb and big and loud and it's perfect um in what it does and i i've watched like this is a band that i have i have pretended not to like for such a long time and it's like you know what i like them Mm um we'll get to the songs that i don't like obviously but like when they're rocking they're a good time man Mm -hmm. this band is a good time
1: so this record opened at number one Sold 1,050,000 copies in its first week. Holy 400,000 in its first day. The largest first week sales debut for a rock album in the United States ever has yet to be beaten. Will probably never be beaten unless somebody makes Rolling Part 2. It ain't happening. It went six times platinum in America, six times platinum in Canada. Four times platinum in Australia. Just to put that in perspective, not all Silverchair albums have gone four times platinum in Australia. Wow. But some of them have. (laughs) Jenny, who's in Limp Bizkit on this record?
3: Oh, on this record, we've got Fred Durst on vocals, Wes Borland on guitars, Sam Rivers on bass, DJ Lethal on turntables, and John Otto on drums.
1: There you go. We it's the it.
2: classic lineup.
1: Mm-hmm. Classic lineup. We've got a lot of interesting guests that we'll be excited to talk about. This record, I, I got to say, critical reception. Mixed reviews. Metacritic, it has a 49 out of 100. All Music gives it a two-star rating. Entertainment Weekly gave it a C. Rolling Stone, three and a half. Because Rolling Stone, they knew. They knew they couldn't give it four, you know. I know, I know. Editorial was like the guy who reviewed it was like, "This is a four star record," and the editorial was like, "We can't do it. We can't fucking do
2: it." But well, let's context wise, mm-hmm. Limp Biscuit was inescapable. Yeah, like, and, and we're also this is a year
1: after Significant Other, so like, this isn't like they gave us two years. It was like, no, nope, we got a new one coming right down the pike. Get ready, which is insane. Yeah.
2: Because, what are there three years between $3 bill and significant? No, two years. 97 to 99. Yeah. Okay. So, like, they turned this one around quick. Yes. They did. Now,
1: interestingly enough, they got a 7 out of 10 from Spin Magazine. I said, good for Spin. Who wrote that review? Robert. Christ gal what he sure did he did and this is one of the most backhanded three uh, seven out of tens I mean he gave it on his own what did he give it on his own website right Jenny
3: it was a star
1: okay um and does it have does it have a review
3: it does have a review it has a, a short review okay and then a longer review
1: all
0: right
3: um the short review is minimal sexism duty jokes for corporate america and the best rapping money can borrow
1: (laughs) and his favorite songs are both of the rap songs roland urban assault vehicle and get your groove on which is fits christ guy was a big rap fan over on spin he does write a much uh longer piece really diving into it my uh my favorite line really the ending is is really the best part. Maybe we'd all be better off artistically if Durst continued to, dec- to confront, however pathologically, the pain he shares with the guys who love him. Instead, he's playing a playa, a fast lane success fantasy for mooks, as surely as Christina Aguilera is for the girls they fear and crave. What a bitch. It's an interesting review, and I highly recommend everybody read it. Um, new uh, Tags. What well, we got? Genre tags here.
3: Genre tags. We have. Scrolling to the top of the page. New metal and rap metal.
1: Okay. And finally, producer on this record, Jenny.
3: Terry Date and Limp Biscuit.
1: Terry Date. Additional
3: production by Josh Abraham. Mm. Additional production by Scott Weiland. Mixed, Andy
2: Wallace. Gotta get Andy Wallace. Andy
1: Wallace. We would be foolish to not talk about this album art.
2: Oh, it's... So the thing that strikes me immediately... Yes, Limp Biscuit presents. That's
3: presents right. Presents
2: as if this is the piece of art yeah. coming your way. Mm-hmm. Chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. Now, my understanding was that title was the, a, a total in joke within the band.
1: Yes, so. Uh, The first part of the title is a scatacological reference to the appearance of the human anus. However, hot dog flavored water is an inside joke started by Wes Borland at a truck stop while the band was on tour where Borland saw bottles of crystal geyser flavored water and made a joke about having meat or hot dog flavors. Durst refers to the album name in three songs. On Living It Up, he declares that the chocolate starfish is my man, Fred Durst um west borderland has stated an interview and question on the name of the album that fred calls himself chocolate starfish because people call him an asshole all the time on hot dog he tells his detractors kiss my starfish my chocolate starfish and on roland he mentions chocolate starfish in the introduction there you have it in that regard um this album art some people have considered it the worst album art of all time i disagree it's definitely weird um, it's a West uh, West painting of weird-looking, um, what would you call these, like mutant babies or something?
3: Yeah, they're like baby goblins or something. Yeah,
1: and they're lounging in a pile of hot dogs. So. There you go. There you go. Um, on the CD itself is uh, all the uh, uh, cartoons of all the band members. What are they doing, Jenny?
3: They're pointing their thumbs in their mouth.
1: Okay. So they're all just, It's it, it definitely feels like... Um, like i feel like they're getting in ahead of like yeah we have this album it's called a Starfish but we're kidding like it's it's goofy the back photo is actually a weird like i know this album was done in a year but it's just this shot of like the mixing board which is uh i don't know like wasn't the back of the uh, significant other album like like a look like a screensaver with like alien like spaceships and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah i feel like sometimes they're not following whatever sort of concept they initially have they're just sort of like "Eh, and then we'll put this and put this We're not going to do it now, but at a certain point during this, we're going to bring back a feature that we haven't done in two years called Jenny Reed's Fred Durst Thank You Part of the Liner Notes. Yes. Um, Really went well last time, and I thought, let's bring it back.
3: I can't wait. Uh, Well, let's get into the album. Let's do it. Shall we? Okay. Uh, The first track is an intro, and that goes into Hot Dog.
0: This is not a test. This. Is reality
2: worldwide. There it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Who's in the house?
0: <laughs> Who's in... In the house? The is in the
2: house Alright, we'll just skip ahead <laughs>
0: Ladies and gentlemen Introducing the chocolate starfish And the hot dog flavored water
2: Bring it on seven minutes of a song. but
1: Well, you want to get to that chorus, right?
2: Right. So where should I go?
1: I, it's going to happen pretty oh, soon. Okay. Yeah. Doesn't it? Or does he go into a second verse before he gets to the...
2: I thought it was two verses.
1: I think you're right. Check out all this pre-chorus. Yeah. Um, oh, it's coming up soon. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's, come,
3: it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's
1: coming. It'll be here. It'll
0: be here. Dad, here. it's almost there. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Just know
1: that you will bring you closer to me. bitch. All right. Jenny, thoughts on Hot Dog? Sounds huge. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, is this a song that I think is great? No. I like the chorus, but... That's because it's a Nine Inch Nails song. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know. I thought it was a good song. I thought it was interesting. Um, Not the best song I've heard. from Uh, Okay. uh, What do you think?
1: I mean, I wrote in my notes, here we go. And then I quoted when he said, bring it on. It's got a hot drop. He yells, get the fuck up. I am up. I'm ready to go. It's a ripper. This guitar work that, I mean, it's one of those things where immediately you hear that that riff that Wes is doing and you're just like, oh, this is every everybody who is in the scene, in that new metal scene, heard this start and they were like, how's he fucking do it? How's he fucking do it? I want, I just need one of these. And he's got, you know, so many. I mean, yeah, it's his touch. I mean, right away. I mean, I remember the first time I heard this song, I was like. Biscuit did not, you know, they're not getting soft. They're still bringing the heat. So I was on board with this one. Um, I remember the first time that it became a Nine Inch Nails verse, though. I was or the chorus. I was like, "Wait, what's happening? What?" And I've never been a hundred percent clear on the Nine Inch Nails issue that he was having because there was a rumor that they wrote the song, he put it in, and then they had to beg, uh, Trent Reznor to clear it. And then Trent Reznor was telling people that uh, like they were like contacting him like begging, like please clear it. the album's coming out in like the month like we need you to clear it please 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 and then he's like fine fuck you guys I don't like you, and then there's something else later in the album that indicates that maybe he the Fred Durst is upset about him being dissed in the Star Stuckers and Starfuckers Incorporated video. Oh, he's one of the plates he's one that of the plates break. that gets broken. Yeah, um, so I don't know, but I mean, as
2: an opener, caught my attention. Manaz, I definitely think it is an opener. I don't know if it's a hot open, but it cools it off. It's it was like uh, I don't think it's a pit act- activator. I think it's more of a stoker. But at the same time, like it's kind of a good. It's a solid opener. Mm-hmm. Like you can kind of judge how the crowd's gonna be off of a song like this. Like they can play it and they're cool. But if they're still going crazy during the slow, slower verse parts, you're going to be like, oh, we are fucking in it t- tonight. Yeah. Songmeanings.com.
1: Mm. Jenny, your feelings on your website for this album?
3: Uh, everybody has a very hot take.
1: It's nothing but hot takes. People are so amped up. People are. I felt like every single comment. Maybe not every single comment, but most of the comments were delivered by someone who was so angry or so passionate about whatever they were typing about that there was just spit just coming out of their mouths oh, uncontrollably.
3: I agree. I agree. And they were just refreshing. Somebody fucking responded. You respond dare to my you, shit. Like, dare you.
1: Um, I've got one favorite comment. I do want to point out that they, um, there's a lot of comments back and forth of how many times he actually says fuck on the song. But my favorite comment is also the top uh, highest rated comment. It's from Disgorge. Wow, you guys are really ignorant pieces of trash. You claim Fred Durst is the reason society is crumbling? It's closed-minded fucks like you that are ruining society. A couple of songs by a pissed-off new metal artist won't affect society at all. Congratulations on being complete fucking morons. Fred Durst undeniably has talent or he would not be on the market in the first place. And to the guy who said nobody smart listens to Limp Bizkit? Fuck you. I have an IQ of 145. I love the Biscuit. You people constantly flaming Fred Durst just adding fuel to the fire. This is what he wants. He wants to be controversial and make money. And when you focus on him and bring attention to him, it brings in publicity. And publicity equals money. Stop being morons and think before you post something. This is directed to those who diss the biscuit. Fuck you, you ignorant, closed-minded pieces of trash. I like Nine Inch Nails, too. And Fred Durst is a much larger man and has much more brute strength than Reznor could ever had. He's grunting as fuck last time I saw him. Well, there's my rant. I'm going to upvote that too.
3: Well, my favorite <laughs> mm-hmm. came from uh, John Carpagin. And he says, I like the guitar in the song. <laughs> that's a pretty hot take.
1: Ah, uh, that's nice. All my right. Favorite. Let's keep this rocking and rolling.
3: Up next, we've got My Generation. If
0: only we, if could, we, fly. we, could, fly. If we could fly. The of the Matthew's bridge Can you fill it? Fill it. Feel it. A
2: generation? All right, I'm going to give him a pit activator here.
3: Woo! It has been activated. Yeah. A generation?
0: When the pain, the pain. So go ahead and talk shit. Talk shit about me. And go ahead and talk shit about the g- g- generation. Sweet, don't go give a fuck and speak wrong. Never give a fuck gun. Tell you, you don't give a fuck about me. And my generation, hey kid, take my advice. You don't want to step
2: in a big, big pile of, of shit. shit. That,
1: you know what? That advice? still relevant today oh take it take it mm. right jenny i mean you still use that to this day
3: i do right. so don't step in a big pile of shit
1: mm-hmm. yeah jenny thoughts on my generation
3: so <laughs> i think maybe for me <laughs> this song Doesn't stand the twist of time.
1: (laughs) Whoa. Even with sound advice about not stepping in shit?
3: I appreciate the advice. (laughs) I don't know. I thought I like... I feel, first of all, I want to say I think that people are unnecessarily hard on Fred Durst for no good reason. But uh, this song, I think, is great. It's just that the lyrics are so just... I don't know. Just like I feel like I'm getting like hit over the head with like a like a bro ish bullshit.
1: I mean like the durstness has never been at a higher level.
3: It's a it's a very it's a level of durstness that like I don't have the nostalgia for since Mm. like I was out of it by then. Right. This level of durstness is a little much for me. That said the band itself, super tight. The song itself, I think solid. Mm-hmm. It's just this level of durstness is it's a bit much for me at this time. Lauren,
1: <laughs> it's a bit of a victory lap song in a lot of ways. Like he's coming off of, you know, the bigs. Uh, here's the thing. What, the whole thing with Olympus get starting off was that like, were they actually worthy? Were they actually popular? You know, the whole Paola scandal and everything, you know, they oh They got popular off a of cover, you know, then they come off a significant other and they're big. They're big, big, big. You know,
2: a big that is almost ununderstandable today.
1: Yes. And then so then he's making this record like, I'm that dude. I'm that guy. I'm vice president of the label. I'm signing people. Puddle of mud. You don't know him, you're gonna know him. Stain, those are my boys, they'll break big. Don't you worry about it. Uh so you know, he's got all this, he's got this backwind blowing him. Um I do know what you mean, though. I have nostalgia for this song. So for me, this is just like, yeah, this is how the song is. But yeah, I can see coming to it a little colder being like, OK, you got to you got to relax. <laughs> this is a bit much. But um, just to let you know, my level of nostalgia, I'll just read my notes that I wrote when I did. <laughs> yeah.
3: I knew that was going to crush it. I'm sorry. Uh,
1: I wrote more hot riffs, this guy. And then I wrote, ooh, this hook. And then I wrote, this is top shelf Limp biscuit. John Otto is doing the damn thing, and then I wrote, DJ Lethal, love it, love it, love it, ends with Fred Durst giving a satisfied, oh yeah, this song rules forever. because <laughs> so that's where I was when I, I did I notes. do
3: think that that John Otto and Wes on this song do shine. Mm-hmm. Um, I It is my coming into it now that I think is putting me off a bit, but I still liked it.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those songs that when I hear it or when I'm asked, like, what what Limp Bizkit songs do you know? Like, my generation would be one of the ones that I would play for somebody. I think they, I just checked out some set lists. They still play my generation. Like, Mm -hmm. it it still gets the crowd moving. The music is, I think, the high point of it. I've never been like, you know who has great lyrics? Mr. Frederick Durst. (laughs) Like, never. He's never been a wordsmith Mm -hmm. in my book, Uh, but he's been able to... He's had the attitude, the front man, swagger... And the charisma. And the charisma to take the band's excellent musicianship to a broader audience. Mm -hmm. I think Um, so. You know, who doesn't want to hear, like, we're we're the right, we're the best. Like, that's all this song is. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you were born... In our of age right now, you did it.
3: <laughs> I, I have to, like. I do think this is an iconic song, mm-hmm. and I think that if they played it live, I would have no problem watching and enjoying it. But I think there's something to be said about Fred Durst's energy as a live performer and his charisma as a live performer it makes you not care what he's saying for the most part, I think. Because yeah. a lot of it's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck that. Who fucking, I don't fucking care. Who fuck cares? We're sweet. Blah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Chocolate starfish. Right. I'll be there for that. It's just that when I am listening to it uh
2: Objectively.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I listened to it, I had the third listen when Lauren and I were driving over here today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that it, it just hits you differently when you're when you're listening to it now and like more objectively, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah, without the nostalgia piece, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I don't. I think it's a good song. I think it's an important song for new metal, but it's just I don't know.
1: <laughs> I get you. I uh, I watched all the videos for this album. This video actually, I thought it was more interesting in my memory than it actually was. It's just the band performing in a warehouse in a giant clear stage, intercut with footage from Limp Bizkit concerts that are bananas. And then there's some weird morphing effects on the band during the slow part of the song. But otherwise, uh, not that interesting. Also, something we'll be saying a lot tonight, Durst directed. Finally, we do have to go briefly to songmeanings.com. Totally bananas. It's people writing in all caps. Lots of screaming. Really a mosh pit of words. Uh, Jenny, I don't know what your favorite was. My favorite was from DJ Dude 2828 said yeah i'm a teenager and i'm in a band and every time my grandparents give me shit about what's supposedly my fault in the world i just want to play this song and blast it till they leave although the grandparents on my dad's side are cool but my mom's parents are old-fashioned haha Yep. i'm glad that you cleared up which grandparents <laughs> fucking
3: suck in case they found their way to songmeetings.com
1: mm-hmm.
3: all right up next we have a song called full nelson
1: Go to 220.
2: You got it, buddy. There are people who verbally rape us with
0: talking. We try to ignore them, ignore them until they keep talking. They think that they're building this empire without us. Well, we've got the torch now. We've got the fire to burn this motherfucker down.
1: We are in it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to start on this one. First, I wrote down my favorite lyric. You'll get knocked the fuck out. Right. Great lyric. Don't talk shit about Fred. Because he will. He's just going to fuck you up. That's what I got out of this song. Um, I wrote there's so many peaks on this album. And then I wrote Lethal Bring It On. Because I think that's just something I'm going to say from now on. <laughs> If I'm hey, lethal, great, lethal, bring, it, bring on. it on! If I feel really confident about something, I'll just be like, "And you know what, lethal, bring it on!" <laughs> and then I'll just walk out of the room. <laughs> yeah, I love this. I thought this uh, this was this is what I want from Biscuit I yeah, I want people saying things like, "Because your mouse writing checks that your ass can't cash." Uh, yeah, I love it, Jenny.
3: Yeah, this is a pretty straight ahead. Like to me, this is just like <laughs> if somebody was like. Give me a Limp Biscuit song. He's like, here you yeah, go. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Love it. See ya.
1: Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about the fact that the first line of the song is, why is everybody always picking on me?
3: Um. I mean, it made me laugh. It seemed like it was like sarcastic. Yes. It didn't seem like a... D- I, that's the thing about Limp Bizkit that I think I like and keeps me with them is just... They have a sense of humor about things. And it is like, I feel like, I don't, I wasn't there when Fred wrote the lyrics, but it mm-hmm. seems like it was just sort of like poking. It was just like, it seems sarcastic and like it was poking at people who he mm-hmm. knew would get pissed. Yeah, yeah. And like, I I doubt he fucking cared.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, he was mad enough about the Nine Inch Nails stuff. We assume.
2: I don't, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Matt and Oz. You know, it's funny hearing some of this for the first time because I did never, did never, didn't I never owned this record. So some of these songs I've never heard before, even though I know that uh, Fall Nelson is a song that they still play and sometimes open shows with now.
1: Could you imagine opening with this motherfucker? I don't. What do you fucking do? <laughs>
2: Here's the thing, you know, you always, you, well, they're famous. playing so many festivals, right? Right. They only get like 45-minute sets. You need to light that place up. You gotta <laughs> just rip it. Um, Maybe they go, we're gonna play Full in three times. <laughs> it falls into something that's uh, a little bit of a problem with me. Is the idea of Fred Durst as tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't equate Fred as a tough guy. You know, I, I do... I do equate Fred as somebody who has anger. So whenever he's just like, oh, this world makes me want to explode, I'm with you. Oh, I've had a bad day. I want to destroy something. Yep, you are that guy. Stop talking shit about me? Okay. Because I'm going to break your face?
0: Eh, are you?
2: <laughs> All right.
1: Let's, let's talk about this then. So... We know, we, let's, let's run, we'll do five new metal guy, lead guys. Who's like our new metal, actual new metal tough guys that like, oh, this guy will fuck some shit up. So we're saying Fred, no.
3: Rob Flynn.
1: Absolutely. Rob Flynn, 100%. Rob Max. Flynn.
2: <sighs> Max. I would not want to throw fists with Max. Max, no. Draymond. Uh, See, Draymond to me is like Danzig. Where it's like somebody would just give him the sweet chin music and he would be out wow. for the
1: count. Okay, all right. So you're saying, okay, Chino. My feeling on Chino, Chino can scrap. I think Chino can scrap.
3: I can't imagine Chino doing anything other than making love. <laughs> this Sorry. is true.
1: I mean, this is true. It's very hard to believe. <laughs> I think if it, if he needs to defend the honor of a woman, he'll step uh. up.
3: Oh, Chino. Yeah. My knight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, Corey Taylor. Corey can fight. Corey can fight. I think so, because <laughs> he's actually like a tiny guy. I think he's got a bit of tiny guy. Oh, I yeah. think
2: he, I think it would be the ugliest fighting you've ever seen in your life. Oh, yeah. And he's leaving tore up. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you should see the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Clown will kill you.
1: <laughs>
3: clown, <laughs> clown will is, murder you. Clown has proven himself. Yeah.
1: Clown is definitely trouble. Um... I'm trying to think anyone else that we might have missed of the great. Um,
2: See, I don't, I don't associate tough guyness with Jonathan Davis.
1: No,
3: no, I don't think he'd fight you, especially no. not after we saw him solo.
1: No, oh no, no, Jonathan Davis is like Jonathan Davis would actually pay some other people to fight you for his amusement from his throne and his, <laughs> and his, and his, <laughs> his goblet of wine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, I'll just run a couple more. Kobe Dick.
3: No. Okay. I could beat up kobe
2: did. okay all right hey serge so i was just thinking about surge <laughs> this is not surprising <laughs> i was just thinking about just him. thinking about surge okay um i think if you got him angry enough he could scrap but i don't think he would go out of his way and none of his lyrics are tough guy lyrics He's more—he's like Zach De La Roca. He's more interested in systemic problems mm-hmm. than he is about you talking shit about it.
3: It wouldn't no. It wouldn't be about talking shit. It would be like you said some things that were deeply fucked up and against his principles, and you kept pushing and pushing and pushing, and he had no way out. and yeah. he exploded. I could totally see that.
2: Uh, Aaron Lewis. No. No, Aaron Lewis is a punching bag. I okay. Think. <laughs> Uh,
1: I got a couple more Sully Sully can scrap
3: I bet Sully seems like he punches you once and you're knocked out and then he just leaves
2: he's a Boston guy Mm -hmm. he knows how to throw Yeah, Uh, I'm not even going to
1: mention Boyd we already know the answer to that one Uh, Scooter
3: I uh, I abstain. Okay. Jenny's
1: going to abstain. Um, here's the thing. If you get in a fight with any of the guys in
2: Rammstein. Oh. You're going to wish you hadn't. No. You're, you're, you're <laughs> going to
1: disappear. Your body's going to disappear.
3: That's complete annihilation. <laughs> you're done. In some, in you're some gonna... weird, you are like a... Pieces of you are a statue at someone's house.
2: <laughs> you will wake up in an ice bath <laughs> if you fight anyone in Ramstein. Uh,
1: I think I think I've hit all the big ones of uh, new metal. Uh, if there's anyone else that you would, oh Burton.
2: Oh yeah, he he could fight. Yeah,
1: I was thinking that too. Uh, what about uh, what about <laughs> what's his name? Uh, the main guy from Mudvayne is that Cud Chud Chud? Is isn't it ma- not the main guy in Mudvayne Chud?
3: I don't remember.
1: Uh mm.
3: I feel like he'd fare in an average level in a fight.
1: Okay. All right, one more. Mike Shinoda. No.
3: Okay. No, no, I don't think so.
1: Okay. All right. That's our new metal scrap list.
3: <laughs> All right. Yeah, let us know if you got any other questions or yeah. takes on who, yeah. who could
1: fight. Who could fight? Um I just there's one exchange and it's beautiful. Pac Sun. 2871 said with anger verbs after every eight swear words you too can make this song Ooh, what a biting diss but written in normal you know normal sentence many amore rolled in oh here it comes and said yeah but Limp Bizkit actually made the song Woo!
3: <laughs> yes there's one that I want to mention because I've never turned on a commenter more quickly <laughs> Starts out strong. Johnny Glaze says, really, though, if you don't like Limp Bizkit, then why are you in here looking at their songs? Doesn't make any sense, does it? I'm yeah. with you. I'm with okay. this guy. I'm with yeah, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Glaze. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Glaze. yeah I'm Just like a dumb fucking broad. Oh. I'd like to meet one girl that fucking makes <laughs> sense wow oh. <laughs> so that was a real turn you
2: were so
1: close we were with you johnny glaze we
3: were with you johnny glaze. we were all
1: rooting for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we
3: were that's very oh weird.
1: man i it's funny is that it's it's like this defensive limb biscuit and he just he's like hold on my massage and he's gonna
2: peek out
3: <laughs> he's like why are you doing this if you don't care about it
2: fuck women. <laughs>
3: Just real quick, also though.
2: Also, uh, side note, uh, bitches make no sense. <laughs> I'd like to meet one. <laughs> <laughs> bitches be crazy.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, Johnny Glaze. Hope you're alright, bud. Probably alone somewhere if you haven't changed some things about yourself. 420, uh, bro. <laughs> yeah. 420, my dear boy. Uh, alright, up next we have the song My Way. Jenny, Jenny.
2: This is the Fred that I expect.
1: This is the Fred that everybody likes. This is the, I mean, this song, everybody was into this song. Preps, jocks, nerds, dweebs, (laughs) men, women, girls, boys, squids. Squids.
2: Squids, way into this song. Oh, Uh, squids love it. Octopi.
3: (laughs) You're getting attacked by a. All your cephalopods. Almost. Way into this. Yeah. If you're ever getting attacked by a cephalopod and you go, I'm gonna do things my way. It'll move all of its arms back, as though to say, whoa, sorry, that's on me.
2: Didn't didn't know that you <laughs> were a participant in
1: the church of Durst. That's right. Oh uh, man. Uh yeah, I've always really liked this song. I for a while I thought it was like a preemptive about why Wes quit the band. Um like I thought like it was like an airing out of things. Cause then when he quit the band, I'm like, oh, is that what my way was about? Is that what he wrote? But when you watch the video from My Way, which I did, it's the band being very playful. The dry playing dress-up, dressing up in different outfits, um, which I wrote down because this is a show about new metal. And of course, I wrote down all the outfits on Biscuit wore in a music video. <laughs>
2: sure. Uh, is this the one where they're on the uh,
1: motorcycles together? Okay. So yes. they are dressed up as bikers, cavemen, a 1940s band, and then normal performance. And at the beginning of the video, it's all of them at Crest Services and Wes being like, there's a lot of costumes over here. And Fred's being like, yeah, like they got a lot of costumes. I don't know what we're going to do for this video. And then literally it's just them trying on three costumes. Um, but they're just goofing around, throwing props at each other, just having a good time. It's li- The video is literally like, you know what's going on in the World Olympics? We're just having the blast. We're just living the best life we're having. We're, here's We're making a music video. Look at how much fun we're having. Look at how much fun we're having. We're having a blast. We're having the best time.
2: And this is the type of anger from Fred that I would expect. It's not tough guy anger. It's I'll show you anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a song all about I'll oh, fuck you. I'll show you. You can do things my way. Mm-hmm. My way or the highway. Or the highway. Jenny,
1: thoughts on my way?
3: Um, I like this song. I agree that this is like the type of thing I'd expect from Fred. It's not as like unbelievable as like, I'm going to knock you out. Right. Which maybe would, but but I don't know. Um, This song, if you had asked me before we started doing this podcast, what album is this on? I would have 100% not given you this album. <laughs> oh, wow. So I don't know. I feel like all of their hits just sort of like, blended together Mm -hmm. for me um but i i do like this song um and i really appreciate that they were just having fun and like i don't again like i just don't think they took themselves too seriously it is funny to me that i think a lot of people assumed this song was just like about a woman Mm -hmm. but i don't i don't think it is no i think it's just about like management and like the expectations of like a record label or something like that
1: yeah Because there isn't anything, also anything, like we can, we've dealt with a lot of a at a woman songs. Right. I'd say that's kind of our bread and butter on this (laughs) show. And this one is much more, we're talking about is One More Fight, about your leadership. You know, I, you know, it's all going to come out like, yeah, these are, this literally sounds like something that he could have sang on top of a boardroom table at a man in a suit. Very much so. Very much so. And then also, let's keep in mind, this is him. He is now vice president of the label. Of Flip, right? Of Flip, Interscope. He's picking people. So I'm sure some guy who's been in the biz 20, 30 years is like, who's this guy in the backwards cap And he's like, you're going to do it my way or the
2: highway. Yeah. Which is much more of a business thing.
1: That is true. You wouldn't say that to someone you're in love with. You would say that, though, to a business partner who you're like, you can go find another job. Right. Yeah.
3: My way or the highway. Oh,
1: yeah. I, I mean, if you're a new metal song and you're angry at a woman, you wouldn't say my way or the highway. You'd say my way or I'm going to chop you up and put you in a bag under the highway.
2: Also, <sighs> I may make love to a
1: couple of those parts. Uh, yeah, a
2: couple of those parts.
1: <laughs> oh. oh. lollipop <laughs> lust kill. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh man. Um, Songmeetings.com, I wrote... um that there are a million great comments. Um, I'm I'm really not sure which one. Do you have one that you really like? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I'll just do this one. It's from Akira Tetsuo. Uh, <laughs>
2: just give me both of them.
1: I couldn't pick one. Picked them both. Uh, I actually hate Limp Bizkit. This is one of the few songs I like. It reminds me of the jocks and preps at school who pretended they were leaders of everything and fucked with me because I was fat. Those assholes. That uh, was on April twenty first, two thousand three. Uh, on February tenth, twenty fourteen, Ben one uh, one one zero 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 four six rolled in and said, "Fatty,
2: there it is." Well,
3: okay. <laughs> See, th- this is uh, <laughs> this is the problem. <laughs>
1: that he was downvoted for that, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. Wow. So there is justice.
3: Sure. Uh, all right. Up next, we've got. Get ready, everybody. Roll in. Mm-hmm.
2: I think so I think so uh,
3: It has been activated Tell me what you gonna do now Keep rolling, Keep rolling, Now I
0: know y'all be loving this shit right here L-I-M-P Biscuit is right here People in the house Put demands in the air Cause if you don't care Then we don't care One, two, three Top two, two to the six Chosen for your fix So the fuck Shut the fuck up and back the fuck up while we fuck this track up
1: Can I read for my notes? Yes, please do. Yes, please, Lauren. How many classics can one album have?
2: <laughs> it's it, my way, my generation, rolling hot dog full Nelson. Look at this run already of slappers. Straight slappers.
1: Mm-hmm. Jenny, let's start with you, really. You are You are honestly, I think you're the biggest Roland fan at the table.
3: I think it's a perfect new metal song. It's a bodies.
2: There it is.
1: There it is. Oh shit. It is. There it is. It's
3: it's a perfect song. Mm -hmm. It's catchy. The energy is just right. They let up when they need to let up. They bring it back when they need to. They don't waste any time getting into it at the top.
2: It's it's, it's, it's so got, digestible. It's, it's got call and response. It's got a dance move associated to mm-hmm. it.
1: Yeah. And also on top of that, it's like also like you said, what's the thing that we love about bodies? It's that build up, you know, the body's build up, you know, he's whispering it before it happens. This song in its own way has the same one. We get that acapella. You know what time it is. You gotta keep on rolling, baby. Then that guitar comes in and then they give you the chorus first. They're like, we know what we know what we got. Here it is. This is rolling.
2: Now, I love that I have a hardcore Mandela effect because I always swore that it was keep it rolling, baby, which I'm never going to change for the intro to Mm the show. Yeah. But it is keep on rolling. It is keep on rolling. This is true. I have, I have been wrong, but keep it rolling, baby, is for <laughs> that's, the, that's yours. That's sure. how we keep the coach going. <laughs> that's right. That's for the coach. Yeah. If you're Limp
1: biscuit, you keep on rolling. But if you're Roach Coach, you keep it rolling. <laughs> that, correct.
3: That's
2: 100% correct. <laughs> that's how this works now. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, I You know, the thing that also I don't think I ever really thought about until doing these listens is that the riff on this song... Is hard as fuck. Like this riff is like, uh, like it's a it's a hard fucking riff. It's a metal riff, you know. But it's like it's they've surrounded it with so many so many other things. I think people don't think about that, you know. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I like the
2: uh, I like the swan dives on it. Mmm, that's true. Yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Just (laughs) that. Yeah, yeah.
3: I have a picture. of my, my best friend. She was dating a man. Um, <laughs> All right. Great description. Man. Here we go. No, he, we were in high school. I want to say this was our junior prom. Oh, shit. Um, so she
2: was, like, young and she was dating. Oh, okay. I this get it. This guy, nodding. like, she
3: met him the day he got out of jail. <laughs> oh,
2: boy. Oh, and boy. And
3: he came to our junior prom, this man <laughs> that she was dating, And I thought he was a piece of shit the whole time they were dating. And I was right. Um, (laughs) But I'd always tell him I thought he was a piece of shit because I didn't care. And I thought he was like, I just thought he was like trash. And he was. But um, I remember being at junior prom and this song came on. And he got up and was just dancing his ass off. Like doing like the whole rolling thing. And just like he was super into it. And she was getting, I think... She was getting mad at me for making fun of it. I can't totally recall. I just remember thinking, you piece of shit. (laughs) And you know what? Uh That's the only time in the history of her dating this guy that I'll admit I was wrong about that one. This is a good song.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to say in a couple of months, in a few months, we're going to see you go on a dance floor in a wedding dress and lose your shit to the song. So. Oh, yeah.
3: Yes, yes, yes.
1: Cause if you think Roland isn't getting played at your wedding, <laughs> you are wrong. Yeah.
3: I have given over control <laughs> of the music to Lauren. So
1: Oh, me and Matt are just gonna like trade off. Just give each other the ox cord. It'll be Roland, then he'll drop like a mortise track or maybe some I don't know. Some other
2: I'll keep it rolling, baby.
1: Yeah.
3: Corky in the juice pit. Yeah. All night long.
1: Uh, oh, I did also write another, I would, now I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I was really fucking high on this record when I did these notes. Is this, I don't know if I'm referring to Roland the song <laughs> or Chocolate Starfish the album, but I wrote, is this the Thriller of New
2: Metal?
3: I, uh, it might be.
2: Well, you mentioned the record that it broke. No. The thriller was a record breaker. Nobody's been able to top it. Yeah. In it the is, genre. It
1: is not the, here's the thing. It's the biggest, the biggest opening weekend, but it is not the biggest New Metal album. That's Lincoln Park Hybrid Theory. And it's actually not even the biggest selling Link Biscuit album.
2: That's significant it's other. Significant
1: other. It's got eight million to this one, six million. But I don't know. This track I think I'm more thinking that Roland is like the thriller of New Metal. Okay. Yeah.
3: All right. I could see that. Yeah. Up next. Okay. We've got Living It Up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> dedicated to you, Ben Stiller. You are my favorite motherfucker. I told you, didn't I? Drama makes the world go around. Does anybody got a problem with that? Yeah, my business is my business. Who's guilty? Can I get a witness? First thing first, the chocolate starfish is my man Fred Durst. Access Hollywood license to kill a redneck fucker from Jacksonville. Bringing on the dumpster funk. A microphone, machetes in the back of my trunk. Rocking so steady with the he says, she says, and don't forget about the starfish navigation system. Don't hate me, I'm just an alien with 37 tons of new millennium. Dum diddy dumb where's it coming from, Mrs. Aguilera? Come and get some. Oh no, which way to go? To the dance floor, it's the stereo Pay me no mind. I've seen the Fight Club about 28 times. And I'ma keep my pants sagging Keep a skateboard, a spray can for the tagging And I'ma keep a lot of girls on my wagon. Cause I don't give a fuck living life in the fast lane I'm just a crazy motherfucker
1: Matt, if you can go to three twenty, sure
2: I can do that.
0: Take two, One. get it out, we gotta get it out. get it out.
2: Woo!
3: Like an eagle.
2: Oh boy. The oh, people I know. who
3: did life at lane
2: <laughs> That sample must have cost them a fortune. And honestly, I
1: don't think they need it at all. <laughs> it's such a clunky sa- sample. And when I was listening to this one, I was like, I never really, and I hate the Eagles. Just want to get that out there. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I'll say it forever because I hate the Eagles. And I was like, okay, fine. The sa- sample, whatever. And I didn't really honestly pay it any mind for the last 18 years. And then listening to it now for the show, I was like, this sample is unnecessary. And I was worried that it was like damaging my view of the song. But there's two, that drop we just listened to and the It's So Easy part. There's like two great builds and drops on the second half of the song that make it an all-timer. So it's still great. It just, that's kind of like a weakness in the track. Jenny?
3: Mm-hmm. It's very funny to me that he mentions Ben Stiller and then <laughs> sings an Eagles song. <laughs> so I think just the sheer, like, it's like a time capsule. Of, it really is. That's such, such like a, a, a
2: weird shout out. That's
3: such a 2000s thing to do is to, like, throw some, like, classic rock song into your. It, this to me is just very much like peak Limp Bizkit not taking themselves seriously. It's mm-hmm. like, we're going to make you a song. I it's. Not gonna is it gonna be about anything? It's gonna be about like don't don't fuck with me. Right. Yeah, else. But this
1: is definitely a song about nothing. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah, this, this song's not about anything. Uh we actually did not mention the Roland video when we were talking about Roland. Ben Stiller is in that video with Steven Dorf. They mistake Fred Durst for a valet and give him their car, in which he then drives around town, picks up the other members of Limp Bizkit, and they have a great time. Mm-hmm. yes yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think the view of fred durst in the popular imagination i often thought it was from the nookie video i think the roland video though like seeing how he looks in that video i'm like oh no this is peak durst this is the durst that people didn't think
2: about. also have parts of that filmed on top of the world trade yes
1: there's also parts filmed on top of the world trade center and um and there's also shots of them of Fred with dancers in like a soundstage doing right, the dance. and
2: they're they're dressed in the khakis and the white shirts yes. and the red hats, wearing the Fred
1: the Fred gear.
3: There's a commenter on SongMeanings.com I'd like to call out. Ooh, this is Eh Fuck You. <laughs> That's the name E H F U C K U. Yes, on May six two thousand five said I have no idea what the song is about. Probably about life. Anyway, I think everyone can see how dumb and shitty his lyrics are, and that's probably one of the many reasons why Limp Biscuit or Biz Limpkit, got, em. <laughs> got nailed is him, is dead now. hoo Wow. A fuck you. Limp Biscuit, or Biz Limpkit, got him, <laughs> are in the studio right now. So maybe you are a turd, and I'm going to leave a comment <gasps> right now oh. that says... Recording an album right now. What are you doing? Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Serious replies only. Oh,
1: that's right. And songmeanings.com, nothing's ever finished. No. No.
3: No, I'm sorry. No beef is too <laughs> well, old. What's it been, 14 years? Here I am.
1: <laughs> um. So, Yeah. I you know what? We're still we Matt, we often talk about going for the ride. Are you going for the ride right now?
2: You know what? I'm strapped in. Okay. <laughs> I am strapped in. Now, I do have to just in the defense of the Eagles. Okay. Ask if you've ever seen the documentary
1: I've been told that I should check it out because it's like a real train wreck because these guys are monsters. It's insane. I've certainly watched documentaries about things that I am not actually interested in, and was interested in the documentary. And certainly, a documentary about the Eagles sounds much more interesting and it's, worth my time than to listen to an Eagles album.
2: Oh, it's it's unbelievable. All right, I'm ready.
3: All right, up next we've got the one.
2: Matt oh boy. not a fan of The One? Guys, I've heard this song already.
3: Yeah, me too.
2: It's called the rest of the album. The It's way samey. Way samey. Okay.
3: This is much less rowdy. Than the, this is like the first slow boy we've
1: had. Uh, Yeah, if you don't count my way, yeah. Um. I mean, I wrote it's a moody boy, but it still is a good tempo, you know, because Otto never slacken. Um, I mean, what's interesting is, I mean, this is something that Christgau brings up in his review that Fred is playing down the misogyny and sexism of his previous albums and is, you know, trying to be like a romantic here.
2: You could be the one,
1: you know? Hey, hey. What? Yeah, I'm Fred.
2: Hi, I'm generic girl name.
1: Wow, nice to meet you, generic girl name. I'm in a band.
2: Oh uh, yeah, I've heard of you. Oh, that's you're cool. bimp Clisk goo.
1: Close enough. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, um, do you want to like hang out, or maybe like, are you the one? I've always waited for Frederick Durst to
2: say these words to oh, me.
1: Oh yeah. Wait, hold on a second. Hi, what's your name? Megan. <laughs> Megan, my, my, name's, my name's Fred. Hi. I'm I, i I'm, I'm, in, I'm in Limp Bizkit. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I just met you, but maybe you could be the one. Okay. Generic girl? I'm sorry. I, I've met the actual one now. Oh, I'm a
2: different girl. <laughs> You're different. <laughs> I can't tell.
3: How? Oh, no. Too many girls. <laughs> So many girls, so many girls. Um,
2: this could
1: be the one. Um, <laughs> I, I, I see where you're coming from in that sameness category, that it's not exactly like a standout track, but I think for a pacing choice, it's smart. I can see that. You get too many too many of these, I'm going to fuck your ass up and <laughs> beat the shit out of you songs in a row in a row. You could lose some people. Wouldn't necessarily lose me. I don't think we'd lose you. No, no, Jenny. no. You'd keep me then. You'd keep you. But for like a broader audience, you like, got to get a couple.
3: Broader.
1: Broader. Like
3: a, an audience Wider. of broads. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. An audience of broads. A bunch <laughs> of broads.
1: You Want to get some broads listening to your music? You put a one on it. The one.
3: This does seem like a low rent rearrange to me
2: a little bit. Oh, yeah yeah that's what that. I was saying like I've heard this song before yeah so you would prefer Rearranged over this one
3: yes I think so okay that's still I don't think it's so far we've been given enough gifts that I will take a little sure a little bit uh, alright up next we've got Get Your Groove On featuring Exhibit
0: yes millennium shit Limp Bizkit ha huh. X to the Z yeah huh. Ah, Bring it alive to you and yours Ladies and gentlemen (laughs) My homeboy Yo, get at him, dog You don't wanna fuck with me today Cause a little something, something, go your way Try not to be like that today Cause I'm a real motherfucker from round the way We don't give a fuck when we're rocking the place We're only giving a fuck if you're evading the space Second, I'm alive on a mess. Please, us be mic checks. Communicate through the general. I take you on the run now. I want to be that God Every single second, I'm alive. I'm alive. Don't understand why I got your trope for of candy in your soul. But not the sweetness. This is what you need. Another little piece of me inside of you. Cause you know that I always keep the truth? If you want to go to
2: 155.
0: You got it.
1: So, uh... I have always... I guess there's no other word to say. I've always liked that line. Drinking while I'm taking a piss. I don't know why.
3: Drinking a fifth while you're taking
1: a piss. Drinking a fifth while you're taking a piss. Okay. Either way, what an image. It's like... I don't know how to explain it. I don't know if this says too much about me, but it's like it feels... I don't want to say it's (laughs) cool, but it seems just like
2: very just (laughs) like... You do think it's cool. I guess I do think it's it's kind of cool. It's like
1: swagger, just like I'm drinking while I'm taking a piss. Like, whoa, this dude, this fucking guy.
3: Lauren, you've got a beer right there.
1: I'm going to go drink it and pee right now.
2: (laughs) See you guys later. Later.
3: At any time in your life. I would say... Multiple times a day, you have the opportunity (laughs) to be so
2: cool just
1: to be the fucking coolest guy. I'm gonna go to the bathroom, but I'm bringing this beverage with me.
3: Drinking a fifth while I'm taking a piss.
1: Oh man. Uh, Jenny, what'd you think of this one?
3: I thought it was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, this was one that I wasn't really familiar with before starting to like listen to this again. Like, I'd heard it a couple times before, but not too much. Uh, I thought it was interesting, definitely a lot different than the rest of the album
1: mm. not in a bad way
3: yeah. felt like it fit but yeah. i thought it was good
1: yeah it's uh it's another interesting case of you know you know having the one rap song with fred and a, another mc fred um attempting to hold his own not really working out no, i don't no. think it's as embarrassing as in together now
2: it isn't if it were a faster beat mm mm-hmm. mhm then I think he's able to stay in the pocket more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but I, he's not, you know,
1: I mean, he still has some lines that I remember even at the time. uh, I remember thinking these are clunky. The one of course I'm thinking of is don't treat me like a toy kid. Are you enjoying this? Every single second I'm alive. Oh wait, no. um, Every single second I'm alive. I'm alive. That's, yeah, not a. That's a line. weird
2: That's a weird line. Um, but it's he's usually. He's not, not wrong, but that's usually why he gets made fun of, is he right. keeps rhyming the same words together. Yeah, yeah. Every single second, I'm alive. I'm alive.
1: I mean, but you know what? Maybe that's what he said. Somebody went, Is that the line? He goes, Am I wrong? No. no, no,
3: no, no, no Meg, okay.
1: Meg, 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 I'm not wrong, right? No. You're the one. I knew this. Okay. Thank you.
3: Okay. Up next is um take a look around.
2: Oh come on guys. <laughs> oh. This oh. album ain't fair. <sighs> this song.
1: When we saw them live and they played this, everyone was like so happy. Like that's the only word to use. Everyone was like so happy. They're like they're playing the Mission Impossible song. It's so exciting.
3: It's true. Everyone was.
1: Jenny we were like teeth soak it in
3: <laughs> yeah enjoy this one front <laughs> last time you're going to be around <laughs>
1: his locking eyes. I you <laughs> a little
3: <bit. laughs> yeah. Do it. Head activated. Woo
2: this is a fun ass song. <sighs>
1: That's so good a big Mission Impossible fan.
2: People I haven't like, seen this year's and it was supposed to be amazing. It's incredible.
1: When I first heard that Limp Biscuit was doing the theme song for the new Mission Impossible in summer of 2000 I was like could they really make a movie for me any more than they are. I mean they're making a new Mission Impossible so Mission Impossible 2. John Woo is directing it and the theme song is by Limp Biscuit. And then there's a clip where they ask Tom Cruise, hey, what do you think of the new theme song? And Tom Cruise says, Friend the boys really did it. That's fucking
2: true. <laughs> Friend the Boys really did it? Yeah,
1: he said Friend the Boys. And I, yeah, I was just over the moon. And the thing here's the thing it rules. It ruled then, it rules now. They close with it in concert. It's the best. Jenny, take a look around.
3: Great song. Nothing to add. <laughs> Nothing to add. Uh yeah, when this came out, I'm not really um I've never seen any Mission Impossible movies.
1: This does not surprise me.
3: Yeah, I I don't really, you know, if yeah. if I had to watch them, I wouldn't like put up a fight.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't you wouldn't put somebody in a full Nelson? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Up.
3: I wouldn't. Um, but I never did watch those movies, and so I was just like, uh, limp biscuits. Uh, stealing the Mission Impossible song, like I had some sort of claim to it. But you know, now I like it. Yeah. It's fun to see in person. Uh, one of the last songs my tooth ever heard. <laughs> 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 so <laughs> I have a special place in my heart for that. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's a ripper.
1: There we go. Matt Nas, anything else about Take a Look Around? That's so fucking great. Mm. I mean,
2: that gets you hype. Oh, man.
1: Uh, all right. What do we got next?
3: Up next, we've got It'll Be Okay.
2: These are the songs that they lose me with. Yeah, you're not here for Moody Boy, Fred? No. Nah.
1: Sometimes Fred just wants to croon. It's got a it's got a hot drop for the chorus, I will give it that much. It doesn't stay like this the whole time. But it is, yeah. Once again broader audience. And I'm talking about broads. We're talking about broads
3: here. We got some broads. Yeah, welcome to Broad Talk. If you want broads to listen to a song, you gotta make it slow so you don't scare the ears shut.
1: That's right. You, get, you scare abroad. broad. Her ears, they seal shut. Yeah. You think she
2: can't hear
3: shit? That ain't and the only thing that seals up. Let me tell you, Tommy. Oh, oh shit.
2: I oh,
0: scared
3: shit. my
1: wife and tried to figure her. It didn't work. Oh, no. Oh, Richie, you shouldn't have. You shouldn't I couldn't have scared it, her.
3: Like, I was wondering, you know.
1: Oh, uh, man, this is why I don't play pranks on my wife. Why is that? Because she seals right up. He's <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like going to a bowling alley and all the
2: holes are closed on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird analogy. You could say it like there's no pins on the lane. No, I'm sticking with a bowling ball. I like it You scare a bowling ball. To go, the holes do close. Everybody, knows that. Everybody knows that. And then you got a loose palm on a ball trying to make that
0: work.
1: <laughs> it it ain't working. Work. Work. You know what? You're to ruin your average. You join that league to get points. You're right. You want to be top of the league. You want to be a bastard. Everyone's like, why is why's jo- Joey such a bad bowler? It's because oh. he scared the balls. Scared the balls. <laughs> He's a guy back. probably scares broads, too. Yeah. Hey, your wife got any holes in it? Not if you keep scaring her. Seal right up. They'd seal right up. Which comes <laughs> back to Lip Biscuit. That's why they got these moody boys. They're slow. <laughs> they don't scare a lady. They don't scare broad. So she stays
2: open. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Love, have you heard? Oh. <laughs> oh, is this bit done? Yeah. okay. Oh, well, no, this this will fit into it. Have okay. you heard uh, Gucci man talking about Eminem? Yes. That's I, what this just made me think I of. I haven't. It's the best. So oh. um, this one guy, this one,
1: Gucci Mane was on a morning talk show or morning radio show. Yeah, I'll see if I can even find the clip. It's so short. And he was basically being asked, um, hey, what do you think of the conversation of Eminem being one of the greatest of all time, being the GOAT? And Gucci Man's like... I mean, it needs to get a better name for one. And then the guy's like, and then everyone laughs. And then Gucci means like, but I mean, like, can you imagine like sitting in a car with a woman playing this music? Okay, so let me throw some
0: names out. Uh, somebody said right now Eminem is the king of rap. Why would you say he's not? You got to come with a better name. Yeah, don't even. That ain't even worth. All right, because I ain't playing Eminem in my car. Okay. You playing me yours? Uh, When he drops something, usually the week of. You sliding around playing Eminem in your car, you and your old lady? Nah, just Dolo. (laughs) Just Dolo playing Eminem, just just metaphors. Yeah. Just going in. (laughs) Boss, boss. Because there's something for every occasion. When you ride in Dolo, like, you know, you want it like. You hell.
1: (laughs) 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 What an indictment. Would you listen to Eminem in your car with your Your old old lady? lady? (laughs) If you want to stay together, you're not good. I, I, Gucci Mane's literally like, I would not recommend listening to Eminem with any women.
2: <laughs> Fair. Yeah. They seal up like a bullet Like a bowling ball. I put on the
3: song stand, was sitting there. And uh-huh. I reach over and just put my hand in a vagina hole.
1: Okay. Classic. Sealed cla- shut.
3: I said, what? why? Why?
1: And what'd she say? What was her reason? i stop listening. <laughs> you put it, what, what, what'd you get an open back? What'd you have to put on? You had to put on, you put on one of, you put on, it'll be okay. I put, put on uh,
3: Dixie Chicks.
1: Oh yeah, that'll open. I get you extra holes. Goodbye Earl. <laughs>
3: Hello pussy hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. It's
1: the truth. <laughs> it's true. It's how you do it.
3: All right. Well, um, it'll be okay. Oh,
2: uh, <laughs> if we just move on to the next uh, song. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah. Up next, we got Boiler.
1: I feel like this was another single. This was the last single from the album. Uh, Fred showed up on TRL to debut the video by himself and said that it was presenting the next phase of Limp Bizkit. With the idea being that they were going to build off of the sound of Boiler for the next record, and he's even quoted as saying that Wes was sending him demos and rips that were super heavy. That he was like, "You're not going to be ready for this next Limp Bizkit record," and then obviously did not come to pass because Fred West quit the band.
2: This record sounds enormous. It's
1: made for stadiums. It's made for big, 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 big rooms. Looks like I'm going
0: to do everything myself. Maybe yeah, give you some help for hell, You want something done right? You got to do it yourself. Maybe life is up and down, but my life's been what's now. I crawled up your button now, and that's when things got turned around. I used to be alive, and now I alive. feel pathetic, and now I get it. What's done is done. You just leave it alone. Regret it. Sometimes Some things Turn into dumb things Like
1: a so it's cited a lot, but I couldn't find any actual quote from Wes. Uh but it's been cited a lot that Wes has said that this is his favorite song that with that he's made with Limpuskit. But I can't find any like proof of concrete. Uppity. But it gets it's it's one of those like, you know, apocryphal words. Word on the street, Word is. on the street, yeah. Um I think this is a hot one. I think it's really good. It feels the lyrically feels very true. About an immature relationship where someone doesn't understand boundaries and has a little empathy, but also realizing that they weren't happy either. So, in a way, like getting out of this bad relationship to maybe go to the next one, a better person. But in this one, they're still immature. Jenny, thoughts on hmm. spoiler.
3: I didn't give it that much thought, but I was like, I like
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wrote all that and then I wrote, the guitar is killer. So, I mean, you know.
3: Yeah, the guitar is killer. I still, I mean, is this technically a better song than many other Limp Bizkit songs? Yes, but it's less fun.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, is I could see Wes being like, okay, this one pushed me more musically. I'm doing, I'm creating more of a soundscape. This guitar part is a little crazier. It's not being made to move a pit. You know, it's not, yeah, he's got more room to work. But, I mean, from what we want... From Limp Bizkit, it's, we want Roland. We want Full Nelson. That's that's the, the real thing. But I still think Boiler's good. Moped Mike, 1983, says this song is a fucking masterpiece. So, you know. Matt Nas,
2: I like this one. I remember the videos. This is where Wes's head falls off, right?
1: It is. I watched this video. Jenny, did you ever see this video? Yes. Okay. So, I, w- I got a little out of hand when I was watching this video. <laughs> I started just writing down things that were happening in it. And a lot happens in this video. And I basically wrote the whole video. Oh, out. my God. Yeah. So if you'll join me on this journey through this video, that is crazy. There's a woman in a dirty room in bra and panties with red Durst. They appear to be post-sex, maybe. Not entirely <laughs> sure. She starts to bleed from her head and spits out a robot appendage from her mouth, which releases an orb. Fred realizes this is trouble, dives out a window. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Oh, God, yeah.
1: And the floor there in the building explodes as Fred falls. Fred lands safely on his feet on the ground. So immediately I'm like, this video is bullshit. He turns and sees a food stand called Bolacha Mole. There's a weird man there with a melting face, and Wes is sitting at the end of the bar. Wes's head falls off. Fred sees this and just shakes his head and takes a bite of his burger, which is full of worms. No. Fred is disgusted, spits it out. Suddenly, a car drives into the food stand. Fred dives out of the way at the last minute. The food stand explodes. Second explosion of the video. Fred awakens in some kind of brothel with another scantily clad woman. They kiss. Then Fred realizes she has a wig on, takes it off to reveal that she has a bald head with a bunch of nodules in it, Fred's like, no, thank you. He leaves. The woman looks sad, which, I mean, because he took her wig off, and she's like, why'd you do that? Um, Fred now becomes an animated character. He falls through a hole in the ground, and he meets all the guys from the album cover. Fred is also like them, he's, but he's, you can tell he's Fred because he has a backwards baseball cap. Um, he flips them all off and then finds a conveyor belt that is dropping these guys into a fan where they are chopped into worms with teeth that form into a monster that looks like it's made of hot dogs. Fred runs away, turns back into a real person, joins the band performing in a sewer. Weird guys in all black body paint are in the water and climbing the walls. The band rocks so hard, sparks explode out of the ceiling. Fred walks away, throws his Yankees hat to the floor. Fade to black.
3: Well, well, well. Good job, boys.
1: You know, I like this one. The video is... The video felt like Limp Biscuit came to... It's, it was a co-direction with um, David Myers. Was Fred Durst and David Myers. And I had that feeling of... That sometimes artists get with directors and they're like, I want to make video of the year. I want to win video of the year at the VMAs. Back when that meant something. And this feels like one of those videos. Where that was like the intent. Right. And... Yeah, it obviously did not pan out. I don't think you win. You, for one, I don't think you can win Video of the Year for your, what, fourth single or fifth single. That's... Generally, no. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Any other thoughts on Boiler?
3: Nope. Uh Up next, we have Hold On featuring Scott Weiland. <laughs>
0: I'm mm-hmm. You, you, never need me Hold on, i found find another way to let you go away. On, you find another way to blame my soul away.
1: Jenny thoughts on hold on
3: uh not for me not for you not at all no
1: not at all no Um, it was just to
3: me very boring Mm -hmm. not a big scott wyland person too like i don't know like what are we on like a cave
2: (laughs) yeah like uh, is that a leather skin (laughs) recliner (laughs) oh definitely it's got (laughs) there
1: (laughs) um for me this song I,
2: I meant to say snakeskin, and I said leather skin.
1: Leather skin. Oh, it's a leather skin. Leather skin, made of pure leather animal, undefined. You know, <laughs> right. just whatever leftover leather. Um, I was always like fine with this song. I like Scott Weiland, so it was fine. I guess Fred had him as a vocal coach for this album, and people were like, "Why did you? Why did you have Scott Weiland do it?" And he said. I could have gotten some, this is very, like 2000. This is the most
2: Fred Durst thing.
1: Yeah, I could have gotten some gay fat guy, (laughs) but instead I got somebody whose albums I like and I'm interested in, who knows what he's doing. Wow. And I was like, okay, all right. Um, And also, as we know from the music that Fred promotes, whenever, like, this is, Fred would make, would love to make, like, 10 of these, you know? This is he wants to be that crooner. He wants to be that sensitive guy. You know yeah. that's why you know uh, um, Aaron Lewis is going out and doing outside at Family Values, and he's like, "Fred, do you want to come along?" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." That's the real fucking. It's the real fucking deal. I got to be out there. So um, for me, though, it is thematically redundant after the previous two songs. Like it's the same premise, and I think. While I could take 12 or 10 or eight songs for Limp Biscuits, like, get in my face, and I'll break it off, you know? Right. I'll take 10 of those. Sure. I wouldn't argue about that. But three or four in a row of... Sad, sacky. Of sa- well, not even that, but, like, we were in a relationship, and it doesn't really work, and I'm sorry, and da-da-da-da. Like, yeah, like, you get one or two of those, but otherwise it feels like you're just mining the same premise over and over again. In, with that little nuance with the ass beating ones it's a million different ways that you can beat somebody's ass but breaking up and being sad is kind of well in at least in limp biscuits case um it's kind of only one mode
3: that is true
1: someone in dot said play this at their funeral another person said it was their theme song so rough go for those guys <laughs> that is how
2: true. respectful of our time is uh Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. This
3: album is seventy-five minutes long, man. Whoa!
2: Yeah, it's a long one. It's a long
3: one. It's a long one. It's a long one. one. And in that spirit, uh, let's go on to the next song here. This is Roland Urban Assault Vehicle.
0: Play the fucking track. Play that fucking track.
1: All right. You know what we got to do. We just got to go right to 333, the DMX first. That's where the action is. Are you you going to...
0: kid with the parker, uh, oh, bald head with the boots, who shoots to make it spark. Now I'm a fair nigga, but ain't there uh, nigga quicker than the hair trigger. Uh, so if you dare no. nigga, it'll be like your man trying to hold your brain to your head. But you'll be shitting on yourself because you already dead. And at the funeral you won't need a casket. Uh, I'm leaving just enough of them to stuff in let's just get the casket. Uh, never really need my ass kick. My mom's never let me forget that I'm a bastard. I ain't never been shit, oh. and they don't be shit. Oh. That's why I take shit oh. whenever I see shit. Oh. It just that this shit. Be for Do what I want to do. Yeah. And that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. Here refun you. Yeah.
2: And I'll be putting you uh. when you mess it up
1: out. They uh. niggas ain't willing to fuck it thing but your mouth. Oh. oh. Oh, DMX. Oh, DMX. This is this is Peak DMX too You know what I mean? This is DMX 2000. Uh oh. DMX is ruling the world. Do you remember when DMX was in charge?
2: I DMX know Had a hardcore moment.
1: I mean, when I'm going to put it out there. When DMX was in charge, things were all right.
3: Flesh of my flesh,
1: blood of my blood. Blood of my blood. I own that record. And then there was X. Oh, my God. Party
2: up. Dude, (sighs) a slapper.
1: A slapper forever. You play Party Up is the only song where they specifically talk about somebody well, it talks about somebody being in a casket in this song too, but every DMX song in the nineties is just like you going to be in a casket. And everyone's like, Play it at my wedding. <laughs> <That's And people laughs> dead.
3: That is true.
1: All right. Uh Jenny, Roland, urban
2: assault vehicle.
3: I prefer the other Roland, but okay. I'll take I'll take either Roland
2: i'll tell you i'll take a dmx verse but i think the other one is a more cohesive song where this just feels like a loose posse track
1: see this was a college party staple every college party i went to for at least three years this song definitely got played and everybody got up for it everyone was like fucking finally they're playing rolling let's fucking go and the swiss beats on the beat i mean yeah i love this one i feel like it's equal Wow. Wow! That's where I stand on this one.
3: All right. Well, we have reached the last track of the album. This is outro. This is H-E-F-W-Base to Chocolate Starfish
0: Reover.
1: So we have the... Um,
0: chocolate Starfish. Basically, re-over. the idea
1: being that Chocolate Starfish is, is some sort of uh, alien robot sent to see what's going on on Earth.
3: It seems like it. Mission
1: completed. And then out of this, if you go... The, the basically, Ben Stiller just starts talking mm-hmm. on the song. We're mm-hmm. at? If you go to 235, you hear him basically zinging back and forth with Fred. What? You don't like Limp Bizkit? What?
2: No, no, no. I think Limp Bizkit is great, man. What do you like about us? Um, I like that you're so
1: fucking out there with your message. Uh, you know, shut the fuck up, man. Watch out, Mom. Big bad rock star. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Ooh, I can slash your ass with a...
2: chainsaw.
1: (laughs) No, I'm just saying the message of being able to slash someone's ass, that's a good message to put out there. And with a chainsaw, when you get it down raw or whatever. You know what I'm talking about. So it's very clear that Ben Stiller is very high when they (laughs) recorded this. He then laughs for four minutes.
3: A long time. A
1: very long time. And then... You're thinking, "Well, this is incredibly indulgent. I think the album is over." No. If you go to 7:50, he takes a phone call. Are you is, is he calling this person or is this person calling him?
3: I'm not sure. <laughs> Sounds like he's calling.
1: Them. Okay. Fred's calling this person.
0: Hello? Yo, hello. Hello. Uh, Steven. Yes. Where you at? I don't want to go to London. In London? Yeah. What are you doing? Eating some food.
3: <laughs>
1: so, if you're not in the know, Jenny, who is he speaking to?
3: That would be Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind.
1: <laughs> this is, honestly, if you listen to this album and you're like. Uh, some of it was douchey. Mm-mm. You gotta wait till the conversation <laughs> with the Jenks.
2: <laughs> That's this is a minute and twenty two seconds
1: of the two of them talking about nothing. Yeah, he's like, "When I, I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you either. We should get together. What are you doing now? I'm eating. Okay, like this is this is peak rock star vanity. Yeah, I called up Steven Jenkins the Third Eye Blind and we talked about nothing. That's who I got on my literally nothing. And then after that, we won't listen to it. Um, I wrote in my notes, "Peak douchebag." Mark Wahlberg calls Fred and leaves a voicemail, and then where's that? It's the very end, but it's it's not. It's really not anything. But Mark Wahlberg says, "It seems that he's blown away by by an answering machine or call screening." He's like, "Oh, you're calling. I'm calling you, but I'm not getting you." something on this
0: bar I ran into you last night. I don't know if you're still here in New York. It's
3: uh Friday about one fifty. can we call back? What kind of phone shit is this, man? This shit is good. That you got here, you can just check motherfuckers before they call. Let me know what that shit is, man. I gotta get some
1: up Alright. Yeah. He goes, what type of phone shit do you have here? This is really cool. You can check people before like like Mark Warbler. Mark Wahlberg's never like screen calls. <laughs> <I should laughs> call him Mark Warbler. Mark Warbler. Well, he's definitely does not make a lot of sense. <laughs>
2: yeah, you know Mark Warbler. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, a couple of warblers here.
2: All right.
1: All right. That's the album. That is Chocolate the Chocolate Starfish. I guess it's time for Canon talk.
3: Talk about the canon.
1: There it is. Jenny, why don't you start?
3: Uh I think the whole thing goes in the canon. Um, even though there were some tracks that weren't for me, and I don't have the nostalgia for this that I have for Three Dollar Bill Y'all and Significant Other, this was a huge album. Um, I think it's pretty iconic. It really captures this time, um, and even the pieces that I didn't love about it, I still think are very, like very representative and something that I would say, like, yes, this is very new metal and something you should listen to. And also, Rollins' Bodies.
1: There you have it.
3: Rollins, an all-timer. Lauren, what do you think?
1: Uh, this is a stacked album. Uh, I don't think it has any bad songs. Two to ten is a stretch of amazing. Few can equal. This is the thriller of new metal. Okay, I guess I was talking about the album. Peak of their powers, whole thing in the canon.
2: There's no way that this whole thing does not go in. Yeah, you, you can't cut two songs out. Because then you'd be skipping five songs that should be there. Mm -hmm. i'm not crazy about three songs on the album i think they could have cut uh some of them but you know what i think there is something to be said of the softer side Mm -hmm. making sure that there's something for everybody new metal is a popular music it is it is for everyone you want a broad audience (laughs) a A real real broad 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 audience you want a broad audience but um, I, I'm surprised at how hit heavy this record is. I did not think that this was the hit heavy record until we did Significant Other, and Jenny and I had a conversation that I was like, I think I like Hot Dog better than Significant Other,
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is a whole other conversation that we should probably save for another day. But yeah. I, um, think, I, I, I came out of this thinking I liked it better than Significant Other.
1: I think Significant Other,
2: Maybe peaks a little early. Uh, There seems to be a lot more filler on Significant mm -hmm. Other, a lot more slow boys, a lot more of like what What are my feelings for? Yeah, Uh, where this seems to be very, it's a laser focus on this. Yeah, it's super grounded, and Mm -hmm. they're just like, nope, separate wheat from chaff. We got to get this thing out there fast.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, there you have it, Chocolate Starfish. And the hot dog flavored water and the new metal cannon. And now we have it to close out our episode. Jenny will now read Fred Durst's thank yous in the liner notes to Chocolate Starfish.
3: I would like to say that I believe in God and I believe in karma. Why I exist beats the shit out of me. But I do and I'm grateful for every breath of air I get to inhale knowing how unpredictable life on earth is. I love my mom, my dad, my brother, my daughter, my papa, my mama, my band, my dog's biscuit and Phoenix, my fans, my friends, my managers, my attorney, and my label. I wish I could thank everyone, but I do thank the people, bands, and critics who hate me because it helps me to understand how you are fueled and understanding that uh, you are the way you are. At least you're being you, so thanks." Thanks to the people who give me free shit because I like it, like Circa Footwear, Osiris Footwear, Adidas, New Era Ball Caps, Tribal Gear, Diamond Kazar, NYC, Echo Unlimited, and DC Shoes. I would also like to thank all the girls in this world for being girls. Without girls, this world would not be. So I love you all. I want my buddies to get their names in here too, like Richie Searcy, James Dingman, Travis Tamako, Jeff Head, Danny Wimmer, Vern mini me Troyer John Rain uh, Chris Datton Yeti Trevor and Ben marts all the bands in the world thank you for and again this is very difficult to read uh, and for carrying out the revolution of music I think Ben Stiller for being everything and more than I expect you're all major inspiration to me and a wonderful person good luck on the new movie Zoolander <laughs> No one knows why they are put in this position, but I'm hoping I can be there to be a positive source of energy for anyone who can identify and connect with me and our music. When you strip away the hype and the bullshit, you're left with a band who really cares about their fans and really care about the music that is generated when we get together and jam. Other than that, we're alive, and being alive today is a very precious thing. I will do my best to never let anyone down, and if I do for any reason, I'm only human. I'm so grateful for this they still thank you one and all. P.S. Adopt a pet, preferably an English bulldog, and name him her biscuit. I believe in UFOs, <laughs> and please listen to those uh, songs with an open mind. Yeah, uh, Okay. Uh, these songs are a gateway to our souls. See you soon, Fred Durst.
1: Thank you, Jenny. Thank, thank you, Fred. And there you have it. We hope to see you this Sunday for more new metal fun. At Roach Coach Live, it's Snow Day 2019. Noon, go comedy and prep theater in Ferndale, Michigan. Until then, Jenny, thank you.
3: Lauren, thank you. Matt, Matt? Thank, thank
1: you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye.
0: Like a shirt